Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Launch with Tech Leaders. My name is Adam Oberhausen. I'm the director of cloud architecture with Right Brain Networks, and I'm your host today. Joining me today is software and data consultant, Mr. Tom Kowalski. Say hi, Tom. Hello. And on today's show, Tom and I are the subject matter enthusiasts, we'll yes, call it. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, AI in business, you know, a lot of, a lot of buzz out there about AI chat GPT. Um, you'd have to be living under a rock to not hear about this thing. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a multi-part episode, uh, but we'll see how much we can rip through. Um, yeah, Tom, thanks as always for joining and, and coming on to talk about AI and how it impacts business in particular today. Very broad topic. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think this can definitely be a couple um couple segments on it, especially, you know, starting off broad here. But but yeah, this is uh very important or um you know, it, it's happening. I just yeah, I watched yeah. an interview with uh, Sam Altman and uh yeah, it's uh things things are happening. Very zeitgeist. Yeah. Zeitgeist, that's it. That's the so word. Yeah, I to jump in. Yeah, I've been like reading almost, I don't know, like I just seem to gravitate towards a lot of articles on AI. Um, I get to find a lot of good content on New York Times. They, they seem to be feeding my addiction with AI news. Um, would also, there's also the TLDR newsletter. Um, I don't know if you've subscribed to that, but they have an AI version of that. Um, and that's actually where I get a lot of like the articles and stuff that I post in the community. It's just the the TLDR, TLDR newsletter. It's just kind of like a quick daily recap of uh, of of like important news. So yeah. Um, so I think what I wanted to start out with, like, just like I feel like I'm a broken record sometimes when I say this, but like, okay, so now AI is everything, right? It means everything to everyone. It has all these different meanings. So, like, I wanted to take a uh, take a step back and say, like, well, what is, what are the key AI technologies, and what are their roles in in business today, right? Because it's not like AI is new, yeah. But it's like it just seems like it's very much on the forefront of everyone's mind. So there's like there's things that have been happening with AI for the last for decades, right? So, like a rundown of like yeah. what's out there, right? So like, and um, I'll start with like. Okay, you've got machine learning, right? I mean, that's been it's been around for a while, and it's considered a subset of AI that uses algorithms that can learn and make predictions based on data. So, um, you would see those in um, forecasting uh, recommendation systems for your favorite shopping uh, online shopping carts, right? Um, and things like fraud detection. Um, Next on my list there is 
deep learning, which I don't really, I didn't really know much about till I researched for the show here. But it's it's a subset of machine learning, and deep learning. What makes it different than machine learning is that it uses an artificial neural network to enable more advanced data analysis and pattern recognition. So. I've never worked with anything. I've never really worked with machine learning or deep learning, but I'm like, I'm, I'm again, it's, it's kind of fascinating to learn about these different slices of subsets of AI. Yeah, I think the, the big one with the, the deep learning, um, I know it's for like the image recognition um, is like the big application that I know of, right? And, and using that um, for, for images and, you know, the area, right? So detecting objects, right? The autonomous vehicles and things like that using like, yep. deep learning. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, next on my list of key AI technologies is natural language processing. You might see that as NLP, the branch of AI that focuses on interaction between computers and human languages. So this is kind of, I think, somewhere, you know, in the realm of ChatGPT, You've got, you know, um, language language automation, content generation, but I don't know if they consider is, if ChatGPT is more of a deep learning or a natural language processing. I think, I really you know, know, like the natural language processing is more like, you know, your Alexa, right? Or like your Hey mm -hmm. Google, uh, which have been around for a while. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think the, it's like, you know, the, the game changers, um, you know, the chat GTP, and that's, you know, got us all talking about it, bringing it back up again in the, the forefront. Um, yeah. Um, next on the key AI technologies is computer vision, which um, allows computers to interpret and understand visual information such as the world. So this, to me, seems like it's related to deep learning because image recognition is part of deep learning. I don't know if I've really heard of computer vision specifically called out as like, this is built on computer vision technology versus deep learning, but something that came up. Um, computer vision is for applications like facial recognition, object detection, and like quality control in manufacturing. Um, other key AI technologies, I've heard the term RPA, Robotic process automation, which to me sounds like things we've been doing in in like DevOps type related fields for years and years, but it's basically using it says it's using AI quote to automate repetitive tasks such as data entry, invoicing, and customer service. So, um, you know, I think again that's like a broad. It's a lot of broad stuff that you know could be. Uh, it's adjacent to a lot of other technology that's already out there. Yeah, I think this is, you know, kind of like interchanging maybe the applications versus like the, the algorithm, right? Like how it's done, like deep learning, like could be in computer vision or in, you know, this automation. Um, but yeah, different uh, different terms or it's categorized versus like the, the algorithms behind it. Um, next on my list is reinforcement learning, a type of machine learning. Reinforcement learning focuses on training algorithms to make decisions by interacting with an environment and learning from the consequences of their actions. So that sounds interesting. I think I've seen some of that. Like, have you ever seen like where they they create like a a, a robot that doesn't know anything, but it just experiments with this environment and it ultimately like learns how to walk or you know climb a wall or something just based on interacting with this environment. So 
That to yeah. me is real fast, fascinating. Seen it with uh, with video games, which fascinated me. Right, they'd have it start just mashing buttons on a video game, and just learning that okay, the score going up is better, and how it's mashing the buttons, you know, figuring out the the right sequences to play the game to get the score to go higher. But yeah, starting from nothing. Uh, I got two more key AI technologies. Uh, this next one I've never heard of: uh, generative adversarial networks (GANs). Type of deep learning model that can generate new data based on existing data. So yeah, I think um, this is where it became popular with um, with making making humans right, making like to make a face of somebody that could actually look real. I think that's what kind of got popular there. Okay, um, a few years ago. Yeah, and that's exactly what it says. It's um, used for applications like generating realistic images. Um, improving product designs or creating synthetic data for training purposes. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, lastly, and I think you touched on this, uh, speech recognition, which has been around, you know, with Siri, uh, Lex, Google, Home. Um, it's been on our phones, but basically it enables computers to convert spoken language into written text. So, yeah, I guess when I... And then, of course, like the granddaddy of it all is where, you know, people, I see a lot of people saying, well, ChatGPT is not real AI, right? It's not, and everyone, the new term seems to be AGI, right? Artificial yeah. General Intelligence. So that seems to be like, there's all these things now that are like under the AI umbrella, uh, but none of them are, none of them really have what you would call general intelligence comparable to a human. Yeah, yeah, and there, there's a lot of debate on like the you know what ChatGTP is on the um, the large language model, right? And like how that can't be considered, uh, you know, the general intelligence. But you know, it's uh, yeah, the, a lot of scientists are arguing about it. But um, you know, does it really matter? Is the question, right? If the, if the human doesn't can't tell the difference, right? I mean, yeah, my experience, yeah, it's easy to trick ChatGPT and make it do funny things. But like when I use it for uh, a purpose, like helping me with some Python code, it's, I would say it's, it, it passes the threshold of, for me, of having general intelligence in terms of answering my questions for what I need it to give me. Um, so. Yeah. With that, you know, I think let's transition. So that you know, that's the kind of the, all those different texts we just talked about are kind of like what's already been out there, right? It's been in use for several years. Um, so, um, not sure where we go from here on the conversation, Tom. But we could talk about like, um, well, well it's how, how how things have changed. Um, where a lot of people, you know, it, it was kind of slow. Slowly, people saw, you know, their their jobs uh, evolving with technology, right? Like, okay, yeah, this came out, and you know, I can start leveraging it for my job here. You know, making it a little bit easier there. Uh, these different technologies, but I think, you know, with, with Chat GBT, it was kind of like a, a real jump, a real leap for everyone. That was like, wait a minute, right? Like, this is this is a lot farther along than I expected, right? Than anybody expected and what I was doing, right? Um, especially in the, the development sense, right? Being able to just pump out, you know, almost complete applications uh, was kind of mind blowing. I didn't think anybody saw that on the 
the horizon. Um, I want to reference an article that I thought was really interesting. You know, basically, it's actually a study by Goldman Sachs where you know they predicting that up to 300 million jobs will be degraded or lost by artificial in- intelligence. Right? Did you see this article? Or no. Hear, in, see in, this headline. In how- and how long? Oh. Uh, I think it's like by 20, now? 2030. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of it's like the clickbait headlines, right? Yeah. So when you actually look at the, the report by Goldman Sachs, it's saying, you know, basically saying like two thirds of all jobs are exposed to some degree of AI automation. It's kind of the gist of what they're saying, which I would agree with. And then, you know, historically, the good news when it comes to new technology is that even though there's some worker displacement, the automation is usually offset by creating new jobs that support that technology, right? So yeah, I think if you really kind of dive into what they're saying, um, but I mean, 300 million jobs is a lot. And I, I think it's, you know, it's certainly going to disrupt and change the way um that companies do business um just trying to skim through the article see if there's anything else i want to touch on but yeah i wonder how much of it you know they have like the list of what what jobs um because i mean i i think it's 100 percent of jobs are gonna change in the next uh seven years in some capacity um so yeah i'm surprised where do they draw that line right the the two-fifths I think they said the most the most um, potential for disruption is things like office administrative support, legal, architecture and engineering, business and financial operations, management, sales, healthcare, and art and design. So pretty much everything, right? But yeah, I mean, where, where's like the yeah the other side of it, right? Where's the the three fifths that isn't <laughs> being touched? Um, you have things, jobs like you know. Um, in-person repair, right? Like you, or you know, like if you have and to that, go, I feel like that's going to be disrupted too. Like the AI being able to to look at it, diagnose, right? Just hear the have I your mean, nanobots. It, nanobots just come into your house and fix your drywall. Yeah, or I mean, not disrupted, but um, yeah, maybe just you know, remote. You know, to do it remotely. You know, you you have your phone and just like AI is just like, oh, go over here. Look at that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. can't think of something that it wouldn't be disrupted. When they talk about the downside of this uh, surgence of AI um, is that you historically that since 1980, 50 to 70 percent of changes in the U.S. wages since 1980 can be attributed to wage declines among the blue-collar workers replaced or degraded by automation. Um, So basically it's saying, and then they kind of go on and say, you know, artificial intelligence, robotics, and these new technologies have caused even further chasm in the the wealth and income inequality. Um, But I think this is the first time, at least in my life, where, like, the white-collar... jobs are just as exposed to you know the, the what, what were traditional the blue collar jobs right because yeah uh, with what the chat gpt and generative ai is able to do um in terms of generating content or you know 
interacting with customers. Uh, it just seems like there's a lot of more white collar jobs at risk. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I'd call it risk. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Not, not risk, but disruption, right? It's not, it's not like it's, you know, everyone's just going to be out of a job, right? But it's the way that the, the jobs are done. It's going to be disrupted. Yeah. Um, just see if there's anything else. Um, they say it's going to boost GDP. Um, you know, that's good. I think uh, touches on in, in 2019, Wells Fargo said that robots would eliminate 200,000 jobs in the banking industry within the next 10 years. Yeah, One, that was, I, I just thought it was an interesting article. I think, I think a lot of this is just hype. But I think there's yeah. there's some truth to it. Like, right, you want to you want to get people to 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 click on your articles on on the internet. So a big headline like three hundred job three hundred million jobs are going to be lost. That's that that got me to click. Right. So yeah, good job. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so that's I kind of jumped. I I was going to save that for the end, but I think we'll. I think it was in, it was if it, it felt good to talk about it there. Um. Some of the things I want to continue talking about are how about some of the real AI business-driven transformations that have already taken place? In yeah, and in, in, in what sense? In what industries? Uh, like. We got retail, for example. I know big ones are fraud in, uh, in like retail, right? Being able to detect fraudulent transactions mm -hmm. um, yeah. being able to forecast right it's been a big one of what you're going to need and when um, yeah i know like amazon is already using ai powered robots in their warehouses to <laughs> uh, like automate their sorting and packaging we've already touched on the machine learning and recommendation algorithms so the companies like amazon so like i think there's a lot of these like these transformations have already happened, right? And maybe people aren't even aware that they've, you know, that they've happened. Uh, in healthcare, they're uh, they've already using um, machine learning driven medical imaging, right? To like be able to look at, um, you know, medical scans and detect diseases where that a human eye would never be able to catch, right? Yeah. You touched on finance, right? The fraud detection is huge. I think. Uh, being able to, in real time, which I think is important, uh, you know, detect fraud. There's actually some interesting things happening in agriculture as well. Um, they're using some of that computer vision technology to, you know, analyze crops in farms in real time, know exactly how much water do they need, know exactly if there's some kind of, you know, infestation happening in this quadrant of the of the farm and like, it's just all like AI driven and machine learning and basically giving farmers real time information on exactly what they need to do with their crops. And uh, that helps produce better yields and uh, less waste and less water consumption. Yeah. And even like you were saying, the re repairing, right? Like that's hard to do, but that already is taking place. Cause uh, <laughs> I was just reading, there's a company that sends um, drones up for windmills uh, or that you know generating power they send them up there to look and the drone can look for the cracks and and things like that without having to send like an engineer up there to uh to have to monitor it right just and then you know they can assess it 
Um, so yeah, that's mm -hmm. already taking place right now. In manufacturing, you see companies like uh, General Electric implementing AI-based predictive maintenance systems for their industrial equipment. So, you know, the machines are basically able to, and I feel like this is something that's been around a lot in, in the fields we've worked on, Tom, in DevOps, where, you know, you're kind of always monitoring, uh, you want observability throughout your entire system. And I think uh, the machine learning and AI provide some of that. Um, and of course, you see what's happening with automotive in the, um, the autopilot driver, driverless assistance, driver assistance systems. I feel like that one is taking longer than I thought because it felt like it yeah. was going to happen, but it seems like it's a real challenge. I've actually heard of some uh, um, some startups kind of scrapping the playbook and like coming up with totally new approaches to autonomous driving because what they have come up with so far is like not quite getting it to the goal line. Yeah. That is interesting. I've kind of heard of that too, right? Like some of the sensors that they thought would be really helpful, um, you know, like all the, the radar, LIDAR and all that uh, is kind of being scrapped just for cameras, uh, just using like the like computer vision um, mm -hmm. just to, to, to detect depth and all of that. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Mm, yeah, so that's what I've got on business transformations did we touch on supply chain optimization like that's i mean that kind of all falls in with some of the things we were talking about but just being able to demand forecast inventory management logistics planning all you know the mountains of data um so these are ways that businesses i i can't imagine how they were even doing it before before these algorithms existed or this machine learning capability existed like I, I don't even know because even even when you think about Amazon, like when they started and started to scale, like they certainly didn't have the level you know anywhere near the level of sophistication they have now. Yeah, I also think it's being more distributed, right? It's it's easier for everyone to to leverage these. Where yeah, maybe like Amazon had it and was on the brink of it, you know, back. 10, 20 years ago, whatever. Um, but yeah, now it's it's much easier for everyone to have access to it. I think that's kind of changing too. Um, it's not just the the big mm -hmm. companies, the Googles, the Amazons, Microsofts, the yeah. All right. So what about some of the challenges and limitations of using AI? I think one of the big ones is the uh, regulation. Um, I know, you know, in, in compliance with, you know, the laws that we already have, uh, especially, in, you know, determining credit, right? Credit scores, uh, using AI for that, especially with the deep learning, they don't have, it's kind of like what they say is a black box. And they don't really know how it's being calculated uh, and it can't be audited. So, you know, if you get denied, you know, credit application you you know the those companies have to show like why and they can't just say well our ai told us to right mm -hmm. um yeah algorithmic transparency and explainability yeah. yeah yeah that's that's real interesting to me like these algorithms are often described as a black box um there's you know of course there's some general knowledge of the of the geniuses who crafted these algorithms but they they do things they make their decision-making process 
can be very difficult to interpret. Um, so, you know, that is, leads to ethical concerns and accountability. And I think you just gave a great example with the credit, credit score. You know, yeah, if, if some, some algorithm tells you you're not qualified based on your credit score, it's like, well, why is that my credit score? And the yeah, there's compliance, says, right? They have yeah. to, and laws that they have to abide by. The other one you hear about with the, um, you know, ethical considerations with AI is bias and discrimination, right? With, hmm. the, with what, what, what they're trained on. And to me, I've been thinking a lot about, a lot about this one lately. I'm not sure why, but I, I'm kind of fascinated by it because, you know, as humans, we are, we are biased. We, you know, whether we admit it or not, and, you know, the content we generate, anything we, you know, we, there's always subconscious bias in everything we do. And so, of course, if we're training a, a chat GPT on the content that's generated by humans, it's, it just seems like almost unavoidable that there's going to be some bias in, in its results. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's something, like, I haven't really played around with chat GPT to, like, try to get it to you know say bias things i just like i use it strictly purely for what it's intended to be used for i haven't really tried to trick it and see what see what kind of biases i can make it have but um and, and that's the the one thing too not just the the bias but the, the ethics um you know who's who's ethics right everyone's different different countries cultures they're all all different in that interview that i was listening to uh with sam altman he kind of sees the future as it's going to be, you know, different AI and different preferences, right, for the different cultures and and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Um, but yeah, that that was interesting to me. He hopes that it, you know, we can converge. Uh, you know, his like, dream is that everyone gets together and kind of says what's what's right and what's wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it's a a big challenge. Yeah, yeah, I think humanity's really going to come together. Um, Hopefully. yeah, I think that the most common one you hear about is, um, I think with the computer vision learning, you know, often mistakes, people of color, uh, or, you know, um, with just it, un, not recognizing people I've heard, I've let, I've read a lot of recent stories about, um, I think there's a company called Clearwater that scraped 30 billion faces off of Facebook, you know, and then, so that's in their database, and so, and then police use it to identify suspects, right? And so, I read this recent article about um, a guy was pulled over in Georgia, and they ran his face through. He was a person of color. They ran his face through this system, and it said he was wanted for you know grand larceny in Louisiana, and he's never been to Louisiana. He was arrested on the spot, extradited to Louisiana, put in a jail for a, a week, um, you know, missed work, um, and he had to prove that he wasn't, you know, this person. And it just goes to show, like, I mean, thankfully he had, like, fi family and financial resources to, like, defend himself. But, like, if think of you're just, you know, typical, um, you know, just an American person that's, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, and you don't have, like, a, the financial resources to defend yourself legally. I mean, this is very scary technology that they can just pick you up and send you out of your out of the state which you live in, and charge you with a crime. He's never he was never he's never physically been to Louisiana. And he yeah. Was arrested for this. I uh, so you said scary technology, 
right? I don't think it's the technology that's the the issue, right? It's the the scary part is it, right? It's a it's a tool to to leverage, and it, it can help. But if you're if you don't have the right um, processes in place, you know you shouldn't just go off of that tool and say in that right. It should be checked. It should help. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard this too with you know reading license plates and you know if it, if it gets it wrong, it still should be there to help and not necessarily you know be used um, to uh, as as evidence. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the idea of framing it as a tool. I, I was actually talking to my doc. I had a doctor visit recently, and he was taught. We were talking about some things, and he was like, "Yeah, it's a tool. Like, I don't think ChatGPT is going to replace my role in society as a doctor, but I'm happy to use it as like as a tool, just like we've always used things as a tool." And he said, "If you look at the tools, are always dangerous, right? I mean, look at you know." Look at you know man didn't create fire, but we we harness the power of fire, right? And look what it can do. Look at you know the 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 combustion engine. What a marvel of technology that is. But in hindsight, I mean it's it's causing climate change that could cause ir, ir, you know irreparable damage to our to our um, earth, right? So there's always like this balance, and there's always this risk of you know the the tech the good that can be used from the tool versus the bad things that can be done with the tools. Yeah, I think that's, and that was really stressed by uh, by Sam Altman in that interview where he kept saying it's a tool. It's just a tool to use, right? I mean, people get in the whole like calling calling it it, right? And uh, mm. is you know what's the gender? And yeah, that was it's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, he keeps stressing this is just a, a tool. I always say please and thank you to ChatGPT. I, I say uh, yeah, I say please and thank you too. <laughs> I want to be on the good side of yeah. the ai <clears throat> yeah. yeah so as i predicted i've got about uh like five more pages of notes i wanted to go through but we are at time and i think we touched on some really interesting stuff um definitely want to keep revisiting this um see where we're at um with more ai talks but uh yeah i think that's it for me anything anything else you want to discuss or questions tom before we wrap it up here uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into uh, some of these a little deeper, right? Maybe some of these topics that we discussed. Uh, yeah, diving into a little. Well, deeper. What do you any anything like that we touched on that you say? Oh, like we should really we could spend a whole show on on that. I, I mean the the, the the regulation. One I think we could definitely talk about right and, and safety. Yeah, yeah, because there was that there was that open letter from like a thousand. You know, yeah. technology enthusiasts who said we need to pump the brakes on AI. So yeah, we should, yeah. We should dive deeper into that and the regulation because I think, yeah, I, I like that to me is fascinating, and I think it's uh, something we could have a lot of fun with talking about the yeah. regulation and the safety, um, right? The whole like self-driving cars, the safety with that. Um, whose fault is it? If, you know, Chat GTP tells you to go do something bad, right? Things like that. <laughs> um, your data, right? The privacy of your data. Yeah, there's a lot that can be talked about on all that. Yes, there is. Okay, well, I uh, want to thank everyone for uh, listening to our episode today of Lunch with Tech Leaders. I hope you found the conversation 
informative and valuable. We'd love to have you join us again next week for our next episode where we're going to be discussing the role of technology in addressing climate change. And uh, Ray, Wel- Ray Welker is going to host that one. And uh, I think we have some uh, sub- subject matter experts lined up to uh, help us navigate that conversation. But uh, looking forward to it. And be sure to tune in. Thank you and have a great one. Thank you.